Hello and welcome to the June 2021 Postcards from a Dying World Book Review Digest. I know it's a little late, um, but I had to put out episode 50 before I could feel free to do this one. So anyways, as always, this is just a digest and the reviews on the blog are a little bit deeper and more detailed. So the first book that I read in June was The Glassy Burning Floor of Hell by Brian Evanson. Brian will be the season two opener of this podcast, and we're just a few days away from release, so you should definitely pick up this book. Why? Well, it's hard to argue that a collection made up of stories for from a whole bunch of different sources have a single mission statement. But that being said, it seems like Evanson was in a flow with a few themes that he wanted to explore with the collection. Uh, I could be wrong, but the, these themes just seem to kind of come up again and again. The dark, surreal underbelly of high literature is the kind of space that Evanson writes in. Weird, bizarro, horror, science fiction, cosmic surrealist, all labels that fit the stories here. And there are various collections of his to choose from. All are worth reading, but since this is a new one, I definitely think you should get it. Um, Evanson has never been a writer who describes deeply. There are detailed world building and, and um, parts of stories that describe the, um, describe the world, but there's no, no like pages about how a tree looked. Everything's for a purpose. The world building and phantom places exist in mostly a foggy, shadowy area that just kind of hints at the dust and rotten, unbreathable air in a lot of these stories. If you've met Brian, <clears throat> you know he is a teacher and a father and a delightfully pleasant fellow. You might think from reading this collection that he's an angry eco-goth, and I love that about this book. There are tons of Evanson collections, so Songs for Unraveling of the World, The Collapse of Horses, these are all very, very good. It's kind of like the Books of Blood. You should have all of them. My favorite story in this collection was To Breathe the Air. Next up, I read Hummingbird Salamander by Jeff Vandermeer. Hummingbird Salamander is Vandermeer's most commercial and approachable book yet. Don't misunderstand me, it is plenty weird. As an unofficial vanguard of the new weird, it is kind of, you know, he's an important voice. And even if his, this work is more grounded than we're used to, it's a really important book in the new weird. One of the things that grounds this book a bit is this kind of 10 seconds in the future vibe. And it's very solidly a likely climate disaster expressed in mostly subtle world building. This is done with a sur surgical touch, not a hammer. There are a few paragraphs of exposition done tastefully enough um, that don't feel like info dumps. As an ecological alarmist myself, who is an activist and a cli-fi writer, I could relate to these moments. Early on in the book, Vandermeer establishes a near future with multiple hotbed disasters happening everywhere. Hidden between the fight scenes and classic spy thriller excitement was an investigation that breaks down the life and death of an eco-radical. The story tests the strength of Jane, the main character, as she is tested by ecological collapse, which challenges her own ethics and, sight and sense of right and wrong. Vandermeer slips in moments of beautiful eco-philosophical ideas. 
I think it's one of the things that separates Hummingbird Salamander from other books in the Vandermeer canon. There's no hiding the mission statement, at least as far as I saw it. Next up was The Worm and His Kings by Haley Piper. The Worm and His Kings is an excellent book. As my first introduction to Piper's work, I am totally sold and will now follow her to whatever book she writes. There's a reason not everyone can write good cosmic horror. There's a certain elegant style of prose that really makes the best of the genre work. Piper's style is rich, vivid, and powerful. The tone reminds me of early Clive Barker in execution, Lovecraft in scale, and a wholly unique point of view. Every page is written with skill, but the pages drip with an emotional intensity that is lost in some cosmic horror. The personal and the galactic collide, and that is one wonderful thing about this short novel, novella, novelette, whatever you want to call it. I think it's a novel. Is there anything more cosmic in horror than when a monster knows you to your deepest, to the deepest fabric of your heart? A monster that knows what you desire in your core and what you want more than anything? The greatest, scariest moments in the genre of horror can be achieved only if the storyteller creates characters we care about and monsters who threaten them. Plus, there's tons of parallels and reversals, deep and important social political themes that are like a sweet filling in a cosmic horror Oreo. Yeah, I just said that. Amazing. Read it for sure. And of course, listen to the episode where I interviewed Haley about this book because it's a really good discussion. Next up is Only Apparently Real by Paul Williams. I have mixed and complicated feelings about this short and important book. Look, I don't consider myself a real scholar of Philip K. Dick, despite my position as the most research-minded of the hosts of the Dickheads podcast, but I am devoted to learning as much as I can to provide a better podcast, right? I know some of you think about Phil every day, down to tiny little details. That's not really my thing. I like other writers and interested in the genre as a whole. Uh, I have all of science fiction to worry about in my mind. Long before Hollywood found gold in the, them their PKD hills, uh, Phil was largely working as uh, a somewhat successful author, but it was Paul Williams who put him on the map by writing an extensive profile in Rolling Stone that was compiled from a series of interviews with Phil in 1974, fresh off his pink laser beam upload. So the majority of this book is an expansion of that article and the transcripts of the interviews that, for better, for, or, better or worse, are unedited. This is a deep, down, a deep dive, drilled down um, information that's really for only serious, serious hardcore dickheads. If you want an actually readable biography or backstory of PKD, uh, Sutton's Divine Invasions cannot be beaten. The thing about Only Apparently Real is that a great majority of the book has been quoted online in the Encyclopedia Decania or in Sutton's book. So in doing research for two dozen or so Philip K. Dick novels, actually we're up to 28 now, um, I have stumbled across many of these quotes that have been used online and in Sutton's book. So this book suffers from moments that might sound interesting on recording or during a conversation, but they kind of feel repetitive. It's an important read for serious deckheads, but like I said, read Divine Invasions if you want to know, Phil. 
The last book I read in June was Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Andy Weir is kind of a cool and weird accident. It's strange for a science fiction writer, a truly hard science guy, to become a household name. Okay, well, he's not a household name, but with the help of Ridley Scott and Matt Damon, The Martian is a household title. Following up the success might daunt any first-time writer, and his second book, Artemis, was a smart follow-up that had elements of what made his first book work. Realistic science and setting elsewhere in the solar system. He expanded his range a little bit and widened his scope with a murder mystery in that book. With Project Hail Mary, he embraces the familiar and expanding the scope in a far greater and more epic way. In my opinion, this book works. I suppose a backlash was always possible, and I admit I was almost scared away by opinions of two people I trusted that said they did not like this book. It is one of the best hard sci-fi reads I've read in a long time, and that's not a subgenre that I read a lot in hard science fiction, but it, you know, this one was pretty good. Part end of the world novel, part first contact, and there's science mystery as well. I think all three elements work, and I was invested in the character and setting. Big th- thumbs up here. I didn't want to spoil anything here, so the review is very, very detailed, but there's a lot of spoilers. So if you read the book, go back and check out my review. It was a great month of reading, and I'll see you soon with the July episode because I've already compiled it. So thanks for listening, and if you want to support this podcast, like, subscribe, rate, and of course, most importantly, for me, if you want to support my work, buy my books. That really helps out. Um, I have Goddamn Killing Machines, Ring of Fire, Punk Rock Ghost Story. That's the best way to support my efforts. Thanks.